0: Why is there an What? Why is there Because you Because YouTube's open. So I can go live and pull off the chat. Oh. I don't know what's going on right at the moment. Why am I in D-Live? I am so confused. Where, where, where am I?
1: <laughs> you're lost. No. Oh. Oh, God, you're late to leave off.
0: That doesn't take a whole lot. <laughs> These paranormal bubbles. What? Paranormal, paranormal Bubbles. bubbles. did move. Is that, that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Patrick.
0: Isn't Paranormal Bubbles? No. Where's Patrick?
1: Will you please we'll hurry just up, to... hurry up and we can mute your... <laughs> 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 hey, Paranormal Bubbles. <coughs> Don't mind us We're <laughs> God, you would think it was a Monday
0: Might as well be
1: Patrick's in D-Live
0: Oh, well it still didn't come up in YouTube
1: I know, my, my thing's being funky
0: Well, hi Patrick Over in D-Live That I can't see <laughs> Good evening, mm-hmm. Nicole
1: Hey, Nicole My Wi-Fi is like All blurry, I can tell you that All blurry. Hey Anton,
0: this is gonna suck.
1: I don't know what the hell's (laughs) happening here. (laughs) Oh my god, okay. What am I looking for? Oh,
0: will you hurry up already? (laughs) Oh
1: my god,
0: (laughs) hey Sid, I had to do a sneak attack. It's fun. I hear you oh it's 10 o'clock.
1: What is going on?
0: It's 10 o'clock that's what's going on. My magnet is in.
1: okay great
0: good see hey, you. you know what? <laughs> this is my last day.
1: Why is my vlog not working? Oh, my God. Everything's not going to work today. Holy crap. What's up, everybody? How are you? Hey, Sid.
0: All
1: right. I'm just going to switch everything.
0: (laughs) Okay, Bubbles. Hey, Freaky. Hey, Sid, how you doing? Last day with Magnet.
1: All right, Paranormal Bubbles, hurry back.
0: We're quitting suddenly again today.
1: (laughs) I don't know, maybe. Who the hell knows? Like, everything's crazy right now. At least on my end. I mean, that's normal, but... Hmm. Magnet in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a long day.
1: Oh, this is crazy. Like, everything is, like, slow on my end.
0: Well, the screen, I can finally see it. It's not all blurry now. Okay, good.
1: Hey, Rev DJ, how are you? Welcome. Welcome,
0: welcome. Oh, I hope you enjoy it, DJ.
1: Definitely. Hey, Joanne.
0: You might get a chance to... Enjoy it if we can figure out what the hell's going on. This is crazy.
1: Like, YouTube chat isn't working in restream. Oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Don't mind us. You know, you, you guys know how it goes with us.
0: What's the matter? Hey, what? It's shadows.
1: It's not me. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying.
0: It's not me, I'm just the co-host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Make sure I didn't miss anybody. <laughs> like my chat or
0: not. And you said and you said, stop waffling, start the stories while I'm cooking.
1: <laughs> I will waffle. Damn it. It's kind of frozen or glitchy. Eddie's is fine. I know. It's my Wi-Fi. I mean, we're on the same Wi-Fi, so I don't know what the hell is going on. But, like, everything I try to pull up is being very slow or crazy. So I don't know what's going on. Like, my – I don't know. It's all screwed up. don't shoot the messenger. I won't, Nicole. I will definitely just shoot Andy. It's okay. You don't have to worry about that.
0: Oh, freaky, says so you're moving now. I'm
1: moving now. On oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so good morning, everybody. Today is, of course, Tuesday, True kind Day, where we discuss true crime and missing 411s. Today, we are talking about The Boy in the Box, Inside the Creepy Unsolved Mystery. Then, we're going to be talking about the mysterious death of Michelle Van Emster. And last but not least, we'll be the unsolved mystery behind the disturbing death of Eliza Lamb. And if Eddie wants to do his story, he can pull it up. Too tired. Too tired. Sorry, Freaky Geek. Again.
0: It's not my fault. I got to work the overnight shift.
1: I know, right? That is true. Oh no! Andy's got news for me.
0: That'd I already be... seen it, but I wasn't going to say anything.
1: That's going to be scary. That's going to be scary.
0: <laughs> thank you,
1: Sid. Thank you so much, Sid, for the ice cream. Oh, thank oh, two you. Of them. No,
0: one for each of us. <laughs>
1: So you don't feel left out. Is that what I <laughs> want? Thank you, Sid, for the ice creams. My D-Live's not working over on my OBS. Wow. I got OBS sharing, right? Yeah, you're sharing OBS. Okay. My OBS is what I'm talking about. Thank you so much, Sid. That's much appreciated. Definitely. So, how is everybody today? How is your morning going? If you're new here, the reason we have magnets on our head is we're doing, we're on day what? Andy, what day are we? Damn it, Andy. He's got to be making dinner. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Welcome. <laughs> How are you?
0: I think this is my last day. I think you got one more to go because you skipped the day. I did skip a day. Actually you got you skipped a day in about twenty minutes because you know you got an attitude the other day and went and had a cigarette and I know you didn't go downstairs with a magnet on.
1: <laughs> no 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 I actually I Hi, came, Danielle. I came Hey Bug. You did say Danielle, right? Duh. Well I don't wanna call just anybody bug. The bug <laughs> is my bug. <laughs> yeah
0: she did. But I didn't cheat.
1: Freaky geek, I actually fell asleep and forgot about it. Hold on, I'm going to try to. No, I can't. Mm. I want to know how the hell your network connection is beautiful and mine's bullshit. Hey, Patrick.
0: You could have dreamt you did it.
1: <laughs> That's true. No problem, Patrick. No problem. I can't reboot our, our DJ. We just started. We started. No, he's
0: saying reboot YouTube.
1: Oh, they, you should wear them both. That's right, Nicole. Why can't?
0: Because well, I got to wear my <laughs>
1: But <laughs> so you could wear this one. So anyway, we did a story a couple weeks ago about a magnet opening up your pineal gland and we thought we'd try it. So here we are. Day whatever it is when, when uh Andy gets in here and tells us. He answers. <laughs> twenty eight. Oh,
0: 28?
1: He did answer?
0: I think it's I, I think I'm on day twenty nine. I think Shadows is on twenty eight because she missed the day.
1: I never have an attitude, Nicole. I don't know what he's talking about.
0: Oh wow!
1: <laughs> so anyway, I hope you all are doing well.
0: DJ, we can't we can't start or uh, reboot the live stream. If we did that, we'd have to just close everything out and then restart everything from the beginning, and
1: it's not fun. So, the first story. Welcome
0: back, Patrick.
1: Welcome back, Patrick. There are those Muppets. Yep, I love the them. Muppets. I love them Muppets. I miss the Muppets. So, the boy in the box. Several theories have emerged, but the mystery of the boy in the box has remained unsolved for sixty years. Over sixty years. Really. Why was he in a box? Gonna...
0: Yeah, that's cool. It, it was worth a suggestion.
1: Definitely. Definitely. We're always open to suggestions. And if they do that, they don't get to eat lunch. We can't <laughs> have them start. That's true. That's true. So in the Ivy Hill Cemetery in Cedarbrook, Philadelphia, there's sits a large plot kept almost entirely covered in stuffed animals donated by local families and visitors. The headstone reads America's unknown child, a permanent reminder of a child who lies beneath it. It was found, he was found dead and alone in a box and no one can identify him. (laughs) No worries, Nicole. (laughs) The case of the boy in the box was one of Philadelphia's most baffling crimes, stumping police for over 60 years, and still today, leaving hundreds of unanswered questions. Damn you in that box! In 1957, a young muskrat muskrat hunter set out to check his traps, set near a park just north of Philadelphia. As he moved through the bush, he he found a small cardboard box. Lying discarded on the ground, inside was the naked body of a boy wrapped in a plaid blanket. Fearing the police would, the police would confiscate his traps if he alerted them to the box, the young hunter ignored it and resumed hunting.
0: I want to answer DJ real quick?
1: The lemons are for over on D Live. Uh, D Live is another streaming. I'm live on or we're live on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, D Live. Trevo. Hi, Miss Barry. So, Lemons over on D-Live. oh Bud, you better get some sleep. She's starting to sound like me. Damn, Danielle. As your mother, I say, go to bed now. <laughs> I love you, Danielle. <laughs> um, so <laughs> lemons are a way on on D Live where you get paid to watch streams, and we get to pay you. We get paid, you guys get paid. It's it's pretty cool. So, and lemons transfer. I know Patrick. Patrick says hi, guys. He can't see uh, YouTube,
0: YouTube chat. chat.
1: <laughs> Um, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they do that. Well, this kind of sucks. Lemons transform into
0: money. He can't see YouTube chat and I can't see the D live chat in YouTube.
1: You can't. I, oh, I'm no, assuming,
0: they'd be going through restream.
1: Yeah. Patrick's going through live. We can't see YouTube chat. I can. Let me see. Don't be sorry, Patrick. Why are you sorry? Why are you sorry, man? It's okay to cry. <laughs> it is all right to cry. Let me see something real quick. If I can... Oh, my God. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, Patrick's on D Live.
0: Oh, I I can see him now in my other chat box.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, you have both of them up, so you'll see them.
0: Yeah, but D Live. YouTube's
1: just not going to restream.
0: D Live's pretty uh, small. <laughs> I'm Canadian. We're always sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: you, you can't see either one of us, Joanne.
1: We're down in the corner.
0: No, we're not. Uh, oh yeah, wait, why? Wait, how do we get? We I got two pictures going.
1: Yeah, how do you? How do you got two pictures? I got a little one
0: down on the bottom, and then my bigger ones up on the right side there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all funky this morning.
0: <laughs> so many platforms I haven't heard of before. Oh, there's a lot more than that.
1: <laughs> well, we can. Do- well, you
0: don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that better? Do you want it that way? Is that better?
0: Well, now I can't see the watch chat at all.
1: See, it's Eddie's fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so several days, a college student driving down the road noticed a bunny running alongside their highway. The student knew that there were traps in the area and stopped to make sure the animal was safe. As he sifted through the underbrush, searching for <laughs> traps, he came across the box. Though he, too, feared interaction with the police, the student reported the body to him.
0: No freaky geek. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm. Okay. Given that the boy was young, between three and seven years old, police were hopeful that he would be quickly identified. However, once they saw the body, their hope dashed. While people would surely be looking for a missing boy who was healthy, well cared for, and clearly loved, it was unlikely that they would be looking for a scrawny, dirty, malnourished one.
0: Hi, Lisa.
1: Hey, Lisa. Welcome. Unfortunately, the boy in the box was just that. A boy in the box. His hair was matted and seemed to have been recently cut, as clumps of it still clung to his body. His body was severely malnourished and covered with surgical scars, most notably on his ankle, groin, and chin. Despite the fact that he looked abandoned, police fingerprinted him, hoping to find a match. Sadly, no one did.
0: This is going to sound more, uh, you know morbid, but was his name Jack? No. I'm
1: sorry over the next several years, over four hundred thousand flyers were sent out to the Philadelphia area, as well as other towns in Pennsylvania. A forensic facial reconstruction was done, and drawings of a happy young boy was included in all the posters. Flyers were posted in police stations, post offices, and even included in the envelopes with gas bills, but still, no one came forward with information. The crime scene itself was searched several times, but apart from several items of children's clothing, all which led nowhere, there were no leads. (laughs) To this day, the boy's identity remains a mystery, just as it was in 1957. Though the case has run cold, the publicity and interest in the case by amateur investigators have turned up a couple notable theories throughout the years. First theory. In 1960, an employee of the medical examiner's office was told by a psychic that the boy in the box had come from a local foster home. The police inquired that the boy at the foster home had found blankets similar to the one he had wrapped in, um, hanging on the clothesline, as well as in the bassinet that was sold in the same box the boy had been found in. The employee theorized that the boy had been born to a daughter of the man who ran the foster home and that his death had been accidental. Despite the employee's insistence of these facts, no connection was ever made between the boy in the box in the foster home. It wasn't until 40 years later that another shocking theory emerged. Number two. If they're
0: saying that the the boy's death was accidental, then if... The theory stands that it's the child of the daughter of the man that ran. Right. Why didn't she come forward and say something? I don't know. But again, like you said, it's a theory.
1: Right. A woman referred only to M, King Forward, claiming that the boy had been purchased by her abusive mother and abused for several years in her home. M claimed that after the boy vomited up to his dinner of baked beans, her mother had bashed his head against the wall in punishment. Then she attempted to bathe him, during which he died. The police initially found this lead as there were remains of baked beans in the boy's stomach, and his fingers appeared appear to be water-wrinkled. These were both pieces of information that were never shared with the public. They were also encouraged by M's description of the boy as a small child with long hair. This fit with their theory that his hair had been recently chopped, as well as old testimony from a man who claimed to have seen the boy being placed in the box near the woods. Unfortunately, police eventually let the theory slide as they were unable to verify M's claims. After looking to M's background, they found a history of several or severe mental illness. When they attempted to corroborate her claims with neighbors and friends, all of them denied ever seeing a child in the home. The theory was eventually dismissed as ridiculous.
0: Uh, Patrick, you had a a good question. If they ever kept a skin sample, that they could test for DNA now.
1: Right, right.
0: I don't know. That's a good question.
1: But several other theories have been presented over the years, though all of them have eventually been discounted. It seems that the mystery of the boy in the box will never be solved, and America's unknown child could remain that way forever. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Good
0: to see you made it, man. You recognize who that is, right? Yes, I okay. know. Okay. <laughs> so here's the little boy. Yeah, you can do well, it. Well, it, now, the part I'm confused about the theory had it that she had slammed his head against the wall, right, and then he died while she was trying to give him a bath. Where did the surgical scars come from?
1: right That's the box that they found him in with the with the blanket
0: well uh, yes is a drum freaky. <laughs> There wasn't a photo of him, was it? I think so. Well, that. Oh, no, it wasn't that the remake?
1: That's the smiling that they sent out with the flyers and everything, yeah. What he could have looked like.
0: Good good question. What kind of was he found yet?
1: He was found in a um, bassinet box. So,
0: yes, a cardboard box.
1: Yes, cardboard box, yeah.
0: So, it, it still just doesn't explain where. The surgical and why on the ankle, the groin, and chin, and his chin.
1: Yeah. Patrick says hi all in YouTube chat.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, they can they can see him. He just can't see them.
0: Well, I can see.
1: Him. Oh, freaky geek! Thank you for freaky geek. He's over back and forth doing. I know. That. I see him jump
0: over over there already.
1: The R V DJ says hi Patrick. <laughs> hey Scott, hope you how you doing. But yeah, um it, it's definitely crazy. Yeah, pretty is jumping. Boing boing. I thought it said
0: bong bong.
1: <laughs> what <are you> well, <laughs> it's not Andy saying it. <laughs> But, yeah, it's crazy that it's never been solved. I mean, I can understand their theory about the M. I mean, if she bought the kid, if her mother bought the kid, then obviously, I don't know if she, you know, with neighbors saying that she'd never... They've never seen the kid or anything like that in the house. Well,
0: well that was after the fact of it was proved that he had baked beans, you know, so. It, and it, then she it,
1: tried to give him bath and those fingers, and it, that it, wasn't released to the public.
0: So now all of a sudden, no, nobody's ever seen this child there. Right. So what'd she do? Purchase this child and keep it locked up? It was. That's, now, was her mother embarrassed? Because she had this child? Do you, you see what I'm saying? Well,
1: according to this, I'm not, She purchased this child.
0: Hey, Eli.
1: Hey, Eli.
0: That's what I'm saying. Was she embarrassed? So she bought the child. Because she didn't want her, her daughter to be known as a, a husbandless mother to this child. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think she bought I, – I was thinking more black market, that she bought the kid off the black market.
0: But the theory in the beginning was that the that's daughter – That's another theory. Oh, that's another theory. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it last night, Scott. I, I, I had a good laugh, too.
1: <laughs> it was 1957, Andy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're – I don't know if the humans were ever – Legal to sell. Were they legal ever legal to uh, sell? No. <laughs>
0: well, I, you can't say that way back in the uh, slave days. They were traded and, and bought.
1: That's true.
0: So, 60 years.
1: Hey, Ron. He's sneaking in there. Ah. Since then, ha- hi, Eli.
0: He's so over
1: in D-Live.
0: They found the child in 1957? Yeah. Or this, this occurred... In 1957.
1: The child was found in 1957. So
0: it actually occurred right around
1: 1947. How
0: do you say that? No.
1: He's tired, guys. You have to excuse him. It was like
0: 1800. If they they found the child in 1957, that's 60 years.
1: No, 60 years from today.
0: Oh, from today. Going backwards? Yes. Is when they they found the child. Yes,
1: 1957.
0: Man, you got to clarify this crap.
1: <sighs> Bobby and Bruce. Bobby and Bruce. Yeah. Uh
0: huh.
1: Holy hell.
0: Bruce and Caitlin. Bruce and Caitlin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a sad story, Lisa. It really is. I mean, two good theories though for for it be posted on Reddit and people coming up with these theories. I mean, well, obviously, and <laughs> the M one, she went to the cops or at least wrote the cops or however, you know.
0: Freaky says I'm glad he I ain't, I have to think. <laughs> Sixty three
1: years ago, yep.
0: You're right, Freaky is.
1: That is so true.
0: Herman the guest. Thank you.
1: Oh my god. Thank you, Herman. Thank you so much. See my D live chat isn't working.
0: Andy Hush,
1: <laughs> Herman the Great. I was watching him the other night. He was playing Fall, the Fall, Fall Guys, Who the was? one we downloaded. Who? Herman the Great. Oh, he was uh, he was playing Fall Guys, the one we downloaded. And yeah, we tried. yeah. That's a fun game. That really is. I like that game.
0: You're right, Lisa. Some people don't, and the sad part is, is the ones that don't deserve children always seem to have no problem having them. But people that would like to have a child seem to never be able to have one.
1: Oh, thank you, Herman. That's okay. No worries. I understand.
0: Thank you for stopping in. I'm
1: glad you stopped in now. Definitely. We're glad you stopped in. I got to get this war thing. I'm not used to a year of doing it by myself and then.
0: Thank you, Eli.
1: Thank you, Eli. Appreciate that. You guys are amazing. Love it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a crazy. But they should have taken. Well, I don't know. I don't know how it worked back then, Patrick, with the with the whole. Um,
0: yeah, DNA. It, it, I mean, they weren't really using DNA back then. The thought of keeping a skin sample probably never even crossed their mind.
1: But they've done it with other. Well, I think they wrote Well
0: by now we probably, no, probably has no by now we probably have no skin.
1: Right. Well yeah, but I mean <laughs>
0: But couldn't you do it with bone marrow?
1: I would think. But they probably don't have anybody to base it off of either.
0: That's true too. Especially, I mean nobody
1: came forward and said if no. they couldn't
0: get a fingerprint. Yeah. So there is no record of any kind of DNA on this child.
1: Yeah. It is definitely sad. Someone of position was likely somehow involved and nothing was done as to keep the name from the press. Definitely could be. I mean, with the two theories that were, that M, I mean, she knew about the baked beans and that, see, I think it.
0: it I think the mother that purchased the child was is, is covered everything up.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, it seems like they didn't even look into it.
0: But it still don't explain the surgical scar on his chin, on his groin, and on his ankle. Yeah. That just don't make sense.
1: Uh, yeah, somebody had to do surgery. 60 years, a long time to wait. No one knows how fast the family died off. Exactly, yeah. And, of course, he was bought... Who knows who his family is? And I'm
0: sorry. I, I just can't see that it was anybody could say it was an accidental death. There's no way. Not when he's got surgical scars. The proof is there that his head was smacked.
1: Yeah. How is yeah, that, and that accidental? One picture, it does look bumped out. Yeah. You know?
0: And then he's going to climb into a box and
1: die? No, somebody placed him there. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? Alright, so on to the next story. The mysterious death of Michelle Van Emster. What? Michelle Van Emster.
0: Oh Van Emster.
1: So Michelle was found naked by two surfers. The only notable items on her body were a brass bracelet. Say that three times. Brass bracelet, two rings, and a butterfly tattoo. She was taken to the lifeguard station and examined by medical examiner Robert Engel.
0: Why does that name sound familiar?
1: I know it does, right? Large, uh, he said that there was large tearing-type wounds with missing tissue. Engel did not cite a cause of death in a report, but said that her body could not have been in the water that long. The consensus at the time was that she was most likely, it was most likely a shark attack. But he wrote the cause of death as unknown. One day a formal autopsy was performed by Brian Blackburn. Blackburn? Uh, uh,
0: hold on. Something is seriously going on right at the moment. Why? Well, because I stopped my camera to take off the headband. All right. And now my camera won't turn. There it goes. It turned back on. Okay. But now I'm lagging in chat.
1: Well, I see Eli Moon in us.
0: Well, that's nothing new. <laughs> All right, it, it, right, it's back.
1: Okay, so one day a formal autopsy was performed by Brian Blackburn. Blackburn determined that Van Amster was alive when the injuries were inflicted, but agreed that it was most likely a shark attack. Her neck was broken, okay, there was sand found in her mouth, throat, lungs, and stomach. She had broken ribs, scrapes, bruises, and contusions all over her body. Contusions. And her thigh, or her leg, was missing from the thigh down.
0: Okay, now here's something, though. There's, there's been no said thing of any teeth, Mark.
1: Well, so, right, right. So, case closed, right? Magnet? I'm done? I'm done with the magnet today. Um. So, case closed, right? No. Not quite. There were a couple, couple of sketchy factors that came into play. Though Blackburn determined her death was a result of a shark attack, he had never seen an actual death caused by a shark before, for reference.
0: Well, right. I'm,
1: okay. So Blackburn's timeline was that she was last seen at 8pm. This is Michelle's timeline. Um, 12 a.m., Michelle gets in the water. Conclusion, shark attack.
0: Okay, now that definitely does not explain the sand in her mouth. Right. What did the shark do? Drag her all the way to the bottom of the ocean, scrape her face across the bottom of it, bring her back up, bite off her leg and spit her onto the beach?
1: Well, Ralph Collier, a great white shark specialist, said the break on Michelle's leg was not consistent with that of a shark attack. He said if it was a great white shark, the break would have been clean. Michelle's bone was almost whittled to a point. He said what remained of Michelle's femur was anything but. It looked like what happens when you get a piece of bamboo and whittle it down to a point with a knife.
0: Yeah, so that, that was no shark attack.
1: Another thing that didn't add up is how much sand entered Michelle's lungs. If her leg had been torn off, she would have bled to death quickly and been unable to take a big breath and inhale sand from the ocean
0: floor. No, because when you cut that, and I know this from when I broke my femur, right? like the doctor said, if I would have clipped that artery, I would have been dead within inside three seconds exactly, and never knew it.
1: Yeah. Overall, Collier felt that there was too many things in the case were inconsistent with a white shark behavior. The damage would have severed her femoral artery, and she would have bled to death quickly. But for her to have sand in her stomach, she'd have to take a big gulping breath as she made contact with the sand. And he just feels like that couldn't happen.
0: Well, number one, it can, because that'd be like taking a cinnamon challenge. Could you imagine trying to swallow a mouthful of sand?
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Richard Rosenblatt, an oceologist from the Scripps Institute, who was originally consulted with Blackburn, the medical examiner, said when given more information about the size of Michelle's wound, they could have not been caused by a great white shark.
0: I'm sorry, Patrick. He keeps bouncing in now oh. because of the internet. Hi, Ron.
1: That sucks. All right, Andy. Sounds good. Now I need coffee. <laughs> None of the marks on Michelle's body were caused by a white, great white shark. Other experts hypothesized that she had made, she had died first. Hey, Kirk. And sharks could have scavenged her, her body afterwards.
0: Thank you, Eli.
1: Thank you so much for the limo. Hey, Kirk, how are you? <laughs> white with you, <cute> Lee. <laughs>
0: Yeah, only hers is white with nine.
1: <laughs> Plus, it's a little sugary because I have lactose-free, you know, milk. So, um, felt that, so uh, um, Harry Bonnell, who's a pathologist, and Glenn Wagner, <laughs> who's a medical examiner, both felt that the sharks scavenged her after her death. No. Like, she didn't die from that. They're saying sharks. They're not saying great whites. But It doesn't matter.
0: Let's go. Hope you oh,
1: right. all right, Lisa.
0: Take care, Lisa.
1: I hope your appointment goes well.
0: Thank you for coming in.
1: Definitely. Thank you for coming in. Uh-oh, Eli, did you see that? Nicole said her pizza has arrived.
0: <laughs> when are you going to get some real food up there, Missy?
1: Oh, oh that sounds good shut up you guys got, cannot talk about food remember we don't eat before we go live so and it's 10 36 a.m so i haven't had my breakfast yet
0: trust Sleep. me and i'll know all about it when when, when we stop the feed
1: <laughs> okay so it said however experts already ruled out wow eli how many lemons did you give My goodness, thank
0: you. He's giving back all the ones he's won. (laughs) Maybe.
1: (laughs) However, experts already ruled out a great white shark as her attacker, and and a great white shark was the only shark that had strength to remove her leg in such a way. So how else could Michelle have died? One theory said she was swimming naked at night and drowned. However, this seems unlikely since the water was a cool 59 degrees.
0: Well, even at that, again, it's still not going to explain all the sand in her stomach if she drowned.
1: Another theory said Michelle might have fallen from the cliffs. Michelle's neck, rib, and pelvic injuries were consistent with injuries from falls or car accidents.
0: Would she do? Land with her head in the sand like an ostrich?
1: No, but bouncing off the...
0: I'm just getting to the fact of how did that much sand get
1: in the sand? I know, I know. <laughs> when we visited the scene, it, it seemed pretty likely that the fall could have killed her, but unlikely that it would rip off her limb. The third theory was that Michelle was murdered.
0: That sounds a lot better.
1: Right. <laughs> One of the official suspects was her acquaintance, Edwin Decker. Decker originally told police that Michelle liked to surf naked, which could be true, or he could be trying to cover his tracks, why her whole body was found naked. Edwin said, I was so bummed when a couple of days went by and she hadn't called. I was about to give up on the idea. Apparently, he's liked her, right? Another sketchy part about Decker was he claimed to have feelings for Michelle that that he was unsure if she returned. Decker also reported having contact with her the day of her death. April 13, he claimed that they had drinks, flirted for weeks, and kissed in his apartment. April 14th at 5 a.m., Michelle left his apartment. And it gets worse. When Michelle died, Decker wrote this interesting poem. The report said that there was a tattoo, a butterfly on her shoulder, which I remembered that night. On my couch, when I, like the shark, chewed her lips and took off her shirt.
0: Sounds a little too coincidental.
1: That's a lovely freaking poem. Honey, why don't you make poems like that for me?
0: Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just never read them to you. Oh,
1: okay. My bad. However, Decker was actually one of the people who asked Michelle's case to be re-examined. So creepy? Or just not the murderer? He wanted it to be re-examined. I mean, so...
0: that That's just an, an just easy a way creepy? for him to try to cover his own tracks because he knows there ain't no proof.
1: I don't know. He teamed up with the investigator in 2008 and asked medical examiner to re-evaluate her case. The second suspect was a stalker. Michelle had reported following her to work. It's probably one and the same guy. Uh, Michelle even left one of her jobs to avoid the man. Michelle's former boss at an office supply store, Dennis, said that uh, or Denise, it looks like Denise, that a man came to the day came in the day of her death and made several copies of her autopsy. The kicker: the man who made those co- copies rode a motorcycle. Just like Michelle Stalker, so he made copies of her autopsy. That's kind of weird. Ha <laughs> ha, Andy. <laughs> I think Nicole's is having trouble with her pizza. Some a-hole keeps making her laugh as she takes a bite. I don't know who that would be.
0: No, nah, I don't either, Andy. We'll have to sit and theorize that one. <laughs>
1: And Freaky Geeks over there talking about how we both like the writing. Yeah, right, Patrick? It's weird. The weird guy who wanted all those copies of her autopsy, he wrote a motorcycle, too. That's Denise Knox's um, former boss, her statement to the cops.
0: But Ed Wooden wrote a motorcycle, too.
1: No, he just wrote the poem. (laughs) So what do you guys think? Do you think it was a stalker or do you think it was Decker, Edwin Decker?
0: I, I think it was Decker, to be honest. I, I, I think him saying that she spent the night in this net, I, I, I don't think that ever happened. I, I think what had happened is he went for revenge because she shot him down.
1: What do you guys think about that? I mean, that's crazy. Obviously, she was murdered. Or do you think the sharks got her?
0: We're not going to go back through that again, Bruce and Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: he keeps bringing it up. So, obviously.
0: It was not a shark attack.
1: That's okay, Patrick. Look, the only thing that... um. Is that she was found with a lot of sand in her lungs. And stomach. And stomach. And that her leg was ripped off from the thigh down, um, her right leg. And they were trying to blame it that she got um, killed by sharks, great whites. And a great white expert came in and said, listen, this is not how a great white works. It would have been a clean break. if, And she would have bled out. Not enough time to ingest sand.
0: So I'm thinking then she was dead before the leg was ripped off.
1: I'm thinking, yeah, yeah.
0: And they tried to make it it look like sharks did it.
1: So maybe they killed her, threw her over that cliff, which gave her the injuries. And then
0: commenced to chopping her leg off.
1: Right. Well, they could have been other shark scavenger sharks. Not just a great white. But they, they No. Oh, no, because he did say great whites are the only one that can rip the leg off like yeah. that. Well, not like that, but...
0: But they said also that, that there's a theory she might have drowned. And again, if she would have drowned, she wouldn't have had that sand and shit in her lungs or stomach. Because she, if you drown, you're in the water. Now you're not swimming through the sand.
1: Right,
0: right. I just... I know she was murdered. She's just trying to figure out who did it.
1: Right. Sharks are garbage disposal units of the sea. Also, there are... They more bull both shark in Great Whites. Yes, but apparently Great White was the only one... The shark expert said that the great white was the only one that could basically rip off a leg, but it would be a clean break. It wouldn't be like her leg looked like it was whittled.
0: Yeah, kind of like he was using it for a toothpick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
0: Which is impossible, because anytime a shark attacks and bites like that, you know how many teeth they lose?
1: Right. So the last story I have today, today is going to be obviously a short screen.
0: You will find something to talk about.
1: Really? (laughs) The unsolved mystery, and once I start telling this story, Eddie's going to know exactly what it was because it freaked him out just like it freaks me out. The unsolved mystery behind the disturbing death of Eliza Lamb. You ready, honey? I'm um,
0: sitting right here.
1: Eliza Lamb was found dead in a water tank at the notorious Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles in 2013.
0: Isn't that the one that was a, a glass tank or something? They no. found her floating in it?
1: Yeah, they found her floating in it. To this day, nobody knows how she died or how her body even got in there.
0: Why give a lamb such a name? <laughs>
1: L A M for ye. In twenty two years plus of doing this job as a news reporter, this is one of those cases that kind of sticks with me. And it stuck with me when reading it and seeing it. Don't read it. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um one of those cases that kind of sticks with me because we know who the who, what, when, where, but the why is the question. To this day, nobody knows exactly how Alyssa Lamb died. We know that the 21-year-old Canadian college student was last seen at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles on January thirty-first, 2013, but the infamous chilling hotel surveillance video that captured the bizarre final moments before her disappearance, let alone the other details, have emerged since. Only elicitate more questions than answers ever since her body was discovered in the hotel's water tank in, on february 19th her tragic demise has remained shrouded in mystery don't read it right <laughs> like patrick sharks don't like humans much too, too many large bones true fact
0: and, and not only that it, it, you're swimming at night granted they have good eye vision and they basically go on movement. Unless you already got blood that they can smell, the chances of you getting attacked, especially by a great white, are slim to none.
1: Right. Oh, front one. There we go. So, this is Aly- Alyssa Lamb. Okay. Although the coroner's office ruled her death by accidental drowning, the strain tails of Lamb's case have fueled rampart speculation about what had really happened. Internet sleuths have come to my read read of theories about the tragedy involving everything from murder conspiracies to evil spirits. But nobody knows where the truth lies.
0: Again, that's just an odd story.
1: Yeah, Alyssa Lam... um, so here we go. Here's the timeline, right? No, I think that she was seen in the elevator. I'll show that video, yeah. Like she was talking <laughs> to someone, yep, following her that could not be seen. Yes, Patrick, this is the one. And um, I will definitely show that footage. On January 26, 2013, Delice Lamp, Alyssa Lamb arrived in L.A. She had come by Amtrak train from San Diego and was headed to Santa Cruz as part of her solo trip around the West Coast. The trip was supposed to be a gateway with her studies at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, where she was originally from. Her family had been wary of her traveling by herself, but the young student was determined to go at it alone. As a compromise, Lamb made sure to check in with her parents every day of the trip to let them know that she was safe. That's why it struck her parents so unusual when they didn't hear from her, or from, yeah, on January 31st, the day she was scheduled to check out of her L.A. hotel, the Cecil. The labs eventually contacted the Los Angeles Police Department. To search. They searched the promise of the Cecil, but couldn't find her. Police soon released surveillance footage taken from the cameras to the Cecil Hotel on their website. This is where things took a turn for a truly bizarre. The hotel video shows Alyssa Lamb in one of the elevators on the day of her disappearance, acting rather strangely. In the pixelated footage, Lamb can be seen stepping in the elevator and pushing all the floor buttons. She steps in and out of the elevator, poking her head out sideways towards the hotel's hallway in between. She peers out of the elevator another few times before stepping out of the elevator entirely. Let me go ahead and play that for you guys.
0: Like, she's trying to hide right there.
1: Yeah. I wish they showed the other, like, surveillance, like, of the hallways. But if that's the case, why would she even attempt to get out of the...
0: If if she's scared at that point, why not hit another floor button, let the doors close, instead of doing what she's doing right here? You can tell she's, she's petrified. That's exactly, Andy. That's what I said. But Patrick brought up a good point. She could be, you know, on some kind of drug, and she's hallucinating.
1: Hmm. Sorry, guys. I don't know why that switched like that.
0: See, now she's starting to hit buttons. Or is she...
1: She's hitting all the floors. Well... <laughs> yes, you brought up an interesting point, Freaky Geek. That's what it was. Like, everybody said the water tasted funky and there was a smell in the water. Like, who is she talking to? Like, I mean, she was using the lift to hide as she does, doesn't press any buttons. Right, yeah. It does seem that way, Scott. You're right. Like, she didn't press any buttons when she first got in there. But, like, who is she talking to? Like, nobody knows. And she walks away and the elevator closes, right? Now I'm just skipping ahead a little bit because The doors open and close. And that's the end of the video. Yes, Nicole, I thought so too. Her actions, you can tell she's scared, but her actions are like very weird. It could be a mental health issue. Hey, Blue, how you doing? Welcome, welcome. So the last minute. Of the video show Lamb standing by the left side of the door, moving her hands in random gestures. Nobody else was captured on the video except Lamb. Public reaction in an inexplicable across all the way to Canada and China, where Lamb's family is originally. Born. The four minute video of Lamb's strange elevator episode has am- amassed tens of millions of views. Good to hear, Blue. The accidental discovery of the body. On February 19, two weeks after the video was published by authorities, maintenance worker San Diego Lopez found Alyssa Lamb's dead body floating in one of the hotel water tanks. Lopez made the discovery after responding to complaints from the hotel patrons about low water pressure and a weird taste coming from the tap water. Can you imagine that? First of all, let me say.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're drinking a dumb woman's body fluids.
1: I mean, Andy says to me, those actions looked active. Her face didn't exactly look scared to me. Well, you, you, All that says to me is that she was playing hide and seek.
0: I don't know. Just The weird part is, too, is the whole time she stayed inside the elevator, even before she started hitting buttons or anything, why didn't the door ever close?
1: Yeah, I know. An, an elevator door
0: never stays open well, that long.
1: Well, like Scott had said, she didn't. When she first went in, she didn't press them. She didn't press buttons.
0: That's right. You don't have to. An elevator door stays open for only so long, anyways, and then they'll close.
1: I. It could be ones that.
0: No, no elevator. You, you have to hit a button. I've never been in any building that has an elevator that the door stays open the whole time.
1: True. True. Here's a wild theory about the lift. Maybe her behavior was intentional because she knew the lift was had. CC. I think she would. I agree with that, Scott. But my theory, my theory with that is that at one point in time she would look up to see if there was cameras. That's just my opinion. I mean, I could be totally wrong.
0: No, freaky. It's it's showing like she is, but apparently she never hit a single button.
1: It is a very weird story. So according to the statement by the chief of Los Angeles Fire Department, the tank in which Lamb's body was found had been drained completely, then cut open from the side to remove her five foot four frame. Nobody knows how Lamb's corpse, floating lifelessly next to the same clothes she wore in the surveillance video, ended up in the hotel's water tank, or who else might have been involved. Hotel staff told authorities that Lamb was always seen by herself around the hotel premises.
0: That's just one for the ages right there, I mean.
1: But at at least one person did see Lamb soon before her death. At a nearby shop, eerily named The Last Bookstore, owner Katie Orphan was among the last to see Alyssa Lamb alive. Orphan remembered the college student buying books and music for her family back in Vancouver. It seems like Lam had plans to return home, plans to give her things to her family members, and reconnect with them, Orphan told CBS LA. Then when the autopsy results for Lam came in, it only served to ignite more questions. The toxicology report confirmed that Lam had consumed a number of medical drugs likely to be medication for her bipolar disorder but there was no indications of alcohol or illegal substance in her body. Um, Soon after toxicology reports came back, amateur sleuths began poring over information they could find in hopes of solving the mystery behind the death of Alyssa Lamb. For example, one summary of Lamb's toxicology report was posted online by a Reddit sleuth with an obvious interest in medicine.
0: Nicole wants you to play the video again.
1: Sure, I can do that. She did say please. She did say please. And that is a magic word. So (laughs) let me go ahead and pull this up for you guys again. Hi,
0: Heather. Sorry, I missed Blue, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now watch. Right, the door opens. She walks on.
1: Oh, she did press buttons. Oh, she pressed all of them. Then why didn't it go?
0: Now, she'll stand there. The door should have already started closing. Definitely. And yet she has enough time to peek out, step back in, now, the door would have reacted and opened back up when she broke the I-beam. Right. Now, look at how long she's standing there and the door isn't closing. <laughs> and he says, please make me a coffee, Missy. Please. <laughs> <'Cause she has laughs> words.
1: I can, but it's going to take a bit. I don't know if
0: if she'd be playing the game of hide-and-seek though.
1: <laughs> Eli said Eddie sent you an email, please.
0: Eddie sent you an email.
1: Eli sent you a oh, Eli sorry. said Eddie sent you an email, please.
0: Oh, you must be talking about his damn pizza.
1: <laughs> yes, Heather, that is the lady that disappeared. <coughs>
0: Now, the whole time she was out in the hallway, the yeah, elevator the door has never, never closed.
1: Was she possessed?
0: Well, I, I don't know what you consider a real state of fear. Unless, I mean, something got to be going through her head to hit all the buttons. I can't see who that
1: is. Thank you so much for the ice cream. I didn't see it either. It didn't come up online.
0: Well, it came up, but it's too small with the video. up.
1: Thank you. Whoever gave the ice cream, thank you so much. I'm sorry that I missed it. Do you think she hit the switch to keep the door open? I still think it would have closed. I mean, that's a good idea or a good theory.
0: I thought you needed a key to do that.
1: No, there is a door open.
0: Yeah, it's a button.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it would last this long.
0: No, because you'd actually stand there and hold it. And see now, look. Look at how long in the elevator door now. See how long it took. But boy, it didn't take long for these doors to open back up.
1: Right, when they hit floors, yeah.
0: But yet, at this point, too, we don't even know if the elevator moved.
1: See, now, yeah, we don't know. I don't think, but look how fast they close. I don't know why at that part, I think, because I'm getting an ad.
0: I mean, that's one that just can go so many different directions.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's very... Well, very- the elevator had
0: to have moved. Because when the first time the doors opened, the walls were gray. That time when the doors opened, they were orange.
1: Okay, okay. Um. So, Lambs... Toxicology report was posted online. The breakdown pointed out three key observations. One, Lamb took at least one antidepressant that day. Two, Lamb had taken her second antidepressant and mood stabilizer recently, but not on that day. And three, Lamb had not taken her antipsychotic recently. These conclusions suggest that Lamb, who had been diagnosed with bipolar, and depression, may have not been taking her medications properly. It is an important find to note, given that the use of antidepressants to treat bipolar can risk inducing manic side effects, if done without caution. Some sleuths has understandably latched onto this detail and suggested it was likely explanation behind Lamb's strange behavior in the elevator. Hotel manager Amy Price's statements in court strongly supported this theory. During Lamb's stay at the Cecil Hotel, Price said that Lamb was originally booked as a hostel, yeah, hostel-style share room with others. However, complaints of odd behavior behavior from Lamb's roommates forced Lamb to be moved to a private room by herself.
0: Yeah, here, freaky. I I guess you're right because we go to get in an elevator here at the doorstep. Close, if you break an mean, the door will automatically open back up. It's a prevention of somebody getting crushed.
1: Right. Um, but even if Alyssa Lamb had been suffering from mental health issues, how did she end up dead? Furthermore, how did she end up in the hotel's water tank?
0: It, you know, Patrick, he just says uh, she had to, she she may have had an episode and may have went to the water tank to hide, not to drown.
1: That's true. That's definitely true. The autopsy did not show any foul play from the evidence that was processed. But the coroner's office noted that they were unable to do a full examination because they could not examine the box the blood from Lamb's decomposing body. David and Ian Lamb filed a wrongful death suit against the Cecil Hotel several months after their daughter's death was uncovered. The Lamb's attorney stated that the hotel had a duty to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and other hotel guests. The hotel fought back against the suit, filing a motion to dismiss it. The hotel's lawyer argued that the hotel had no reason to think someone would be able to get into one of their water tanks. Based on court statements from the hotel's maintenance staff, the hotel's argument is not entirely far-fetched. Santiago Lopez, who was is, was the first one to find her body, described in detail how much effort he had to exert just to find her body. Lopez said that he took the elevator to the 15th floor of the hotel before walking up a staircase to the roof. Then he had to first turn off the rooftop alarm and climb up on the platform where the hotel's four water tanks were located.
0: So maybe she was murdered.
1: Finally, he had to climb another ladder to get on top of the main tank. Only after all that he, that he did did he notice something unusual. I noticed the hatch to the main water tank was open and looked inside and saw an Asian woman lying face up in the water, approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank, Lopez said. Lopez' testimony suggests that it would have been difficult for Lamb to make it to the top of the water tank on her own, at least without anyone noticing. I mean, seriously.
0: No, it, it, Right there, before you even go any further, it had to have been murdered.
1: Because of the alarm.
0: Exactly. And that's, the only person that's going to be able to shut off that alarm is an employee, a maintenance employee. Right. Your regular house guests, or not house guests, but housekeepers, and that ain't going to have a key to get up there. No,
1: but front desk, would, like our alarms, if it goes off. Oh, yeah. But it
0: what's it going to be like for somebody to, from the front desk to get all the way up there, do this?
1: But if it's a door alarm, that's what I'm saying.
0: Right. Well, so she ran up, deactivated the door alarm to let her go through? That ain't happening. No,
1: I get what you're saying. But front desk people can shut off the alarms, too.
0: Maybe They don't not. have
1: to be up there like ours is right behind the front desk.
0: Right. Maybe that's not how theirs is. What here did this happen?
1: 2013.
0: Oh, well, then theirs could be set up like that. You know. But then it's still... Did somebody accidentally turn off the alarm? I doubt it.
1: I doubt it too. And and because you know, you know, running the hotel, there are strict rules. You have to absolutely, you know. And I'm sure this agent woman had
0: no clue how to turn off the alarm system for the roof.
1: You can drink out of our taps, Andy. It's glacier water.
0: Yeah, Andy. It's the
1: best water in the fucking world, I swear to God. Well, I don't know about the water. And and it's always cold. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's what we're saying, Scott.
1: Yeah, that's what, I mean...
0: Was she escorted up there and somebody turned off that alarm for just that door?
1: Yeah, but why would... I mean... Murder. Well, yeah. Yeah. Why were there no cameras?
0: Wait a minute. She was naked, too, wasn't she? Wasn't her body found floating next to her clothes?
1: I'll have to reach out. I don't want to lose my spot, but I'd, I'd have to.
0: And you, I think it's what you said, is her clothes were floating next to her.
1: Yeah, I remember saying something like that. <laughs> the hotel's chief engineer, Pedro Tover, made it clear that it would be difficult for anyone to access the rooftop where the hotel water tanks were located without triggering the alarms. Any hotel employees were able to deactivate the alarm properly. If it was triggered, the sound of the alarm would have reached the front desk as well as the entire two top floors of the hotel. Los Angeles Supreme or Superior Court Judge Howard Halm ruled that the death of Alyssa Lam was so unforeseeable because it had happened in an area that guests just were not allowed to access. So the lawsuit was dismissed.
0: I'm telling you, it's foul play. Especially if, if I remember you saying that when the body was found, her clothes were floating next to her.
1: Well, Andy, you come to the lower 48s, not Alaska, go to the lower 48s, drink their water down there on their taps, and then come up here and see if you like this water.
0: I guarantee it's a hell of a lot better than the lower
1: 48s. Yes, because the lower 48s, we have sand, iron. Um, shit. <laughs> not shit. Well, maybe in some places. I don't know. Uh,
0: you <laughs> But
1: let me tell you, my 46 years of life... I will say that I never, ever drink water. Ever. Because there's no taste. There's just, it doesn't do anything for me. I come up to Alaska and the first thing I can breathe better. And the second thing is that this water is freaking amazing. That's all I'm saying.
0: I I don't know. Uh, Yes,
1: just come up here to drink water.
0: (laughs) Patrick says, yes, but was the alarm working and the worker did not notice? No, if that alarm was triggered, trust me, you would know it.
1: At least in our hotel, I know if there's an alarm, if there's an alarm for alarm not working. Do you know what I mean? We have alarms for everything. And I mean, we're not a huge hotel like this. We're only three stories. So I'm- Hey,
0: KY Ghost Adventures.
1: Hey, welcome.
0: And, and Scott, I was just saying the same thing, because earlier in the story, they said when her body was found, her clothes were floating next to her. So she was found naked. Hi, Mary.
1: Hey, Mary. So, guys, this is, um, I'm so glad you could make it. Welcome, welcome.
0: So, yeah, Scott, I I was already leaning towards that when she was found naked. I I have a feeling there was foul play. But now the question is, did they ever try to do, uh, like, a a rape
1: test kit thing? They said, yeah, and nothing, like, nothing else was, they didn't find any drugs besides the medical drugs, her own prescriptions. Right, right. um, Any illegal drugs. No alcohol in her system. Nothing was like, nothing else was
0: abnormal. Then like Patrick said, maybe when she was messing up her meds, she went into a psychosis state.
1: I don't know. I just, it seems like a lot of work. Okay, Freaky Geek, hurry back.
0: But that's a long way up to get to that water tank. In as much trouble as she was having getting off the damn elevator, right? Yeah. how is she going to get to the 15th floor?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Definitely, Scott, they need to look at the employees. Yes, I agree.
0: Yeah, but you, you said this happened in 2013. Mm-hmm. What they need to do I and mean, what they should have done was get the surveillance footage.
1: Where are all the other cameras? That's what I'm saying. Our cameras, we're on every floor, like every five feet. And we're not a big hotel.
0: Nope.
1: At all. (laughs) You know, so our cameras, like when I look into the office, I can see our cameras.
0: Yep.
1: Right then and there. I can tell who's coming out of where, where, you know, where everybody. So it's not like, I mean, this hotel has to have more than one freaking camera for the elevator. So, what's going on here? Yeah,
0: there should have been, well, like, in a especially lot of places,
1: for exits.
0: In a lot of places that I know of, there will be an elevator or a camera in the elevator and one right outside catching your face as you come out of it.
1: Right, exactly.
0: But that one there didn't have that.
1: I mean, you know, it's just nuts. I don't understand where the other cameras come into play or why. Haven't they shown any of that or why has, I mean, come on. I mean, I get granted cameras break down, but I'm not thinking all All of them. (laughs) It
0: was an employee maybe they had access to security footage that, you know, that, that could be. That
1: could be definitely. But
0: But usually the only one that has access to that is your general manager and your
1: owner. Yeah. Yeah, like I can't access, I'd break it. If I tried to, like how Jason rewinds to do something, I would probably end up breaking it. Like our system isn't the old VHS. I mean, granted, back in the day when CCTV first came out, they were all VHS.
0: Yeah, but now it's all (laughs) digital recorded.
1: Yeah, so I'd probably break the freaking machine.
0: When having an episode, you are capable of some things that normally you could not do. She may have been that's true. in a fight or flight mode at the time, and that's kind of what I was thinking. The way she looks, like she's on a uh, on the elevator. A.K. What? It just—I don't know her action. Her her actions. More than see. one
1: person killed in her hotel. What? Maybe.
0: Her actions just seem really odd on that elevator.
1: Right. Well, oh, I agree. I totally agree. So, anyway, you guys might know of the Cecil Hotel. And I'll give you a few instances why you maybe know the Cecil Hotel. It's had a little bit of a history.
0: Is this the one where they heard a person in the room screaming?
1: No not that I'm aware of. But Alyssa Lamb's mysterious demise was not first was not the first to happen at the Cecil Hotel. In fact, the building's soared past has earned its reputation as one of the most supposedly haunted properties in Los Angeles. So there's your answer, Eli. Since opening its doors in 1927, the Cecil Hotel has been plagued by 16 different non-natural deaths and unexplained paranormal events. The most famous death associated with this hotel is, of course, other than Lambs, is the 1947 murder of the Black Dahlia. She was in that bar, reportedly seen drinking at the hotel bar in the days before her grisly demise. The hotel was also hosted some of the country's most notorious killers. In 1985, Richard Ramirez, known as the Night Stalker, lived on the top floor of the hotel during his monstrous killing spree. The story goes that after a murder, Ramirez would dump his bloody clothes outside the hotel and return half naked. Back then, the hotel was in such disarray that Ramirez's nude stunt barely raised an eyebrow. Six years later, another murderous patron moved into the hotel, Australian Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger, who earned the nickname Vienna Strangler. With, with such a macabre history, one would think that Cecil Hotel, the Lilla, would soon be condemned. But actually, the old building was recently granted landmark status by the Los Angeles City Council. The hotel was given the distinct be- this distinction because of the building's op- opening back in the 1920s, which is considered the beginning of the lodging ind- industry in the U.S. Meanwhile, the tragic death of Elsa Lamb at the hotel has inspired pop culture adaptions like Ryan Murphy's American Horse... Oh, really? American Horror Story Hotel. During a press conference for the show, Murphy stated that the new season was inspired by the surveillance video from a Los Angeles-based hotel that surfaced two years ago. The footage showed a girl in the elevator who was never seen again. The obvious reference to Elsa Lamb in her bizarre elevator episode.
0: What? Patrick brought up another point too. he says, um, to Patrick it, it seems like they may have misdiagnosed her. She may have been a paranoid schizophrenic and not bipolar.
1: That's true. That's true. tons of time when I was younger alcohol and was employed and maybe they had It's crazy though, right guys? So, do you think it was murder, or do you think it was it was um, an episode?
0: I think it was a little of both. I think she might have been. Do you
1: think if the employees got pissed off and said,
0: "Hey, look hey, at our I've general manager!"
1: Pissed off, where it killed look, somebody. Look at
0: our general manager.
1: Well, yeah. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know how he can get.
1: In today's show. Possibly, because now I'm hungry.
0: Episode ended in murder. A Good chance.
1: Maybe she had a wrong dose of meds that didn't work for her. That's the truth. But I just don't see, I don't know. Maybe I have a different perspective, because of running the hotel. Well, I mean, I don't run it, but working at a hotel, like I, well, maybe because I'm a different person too, I notice every little thing. Do you know what I mean? So, I notice if somebody's coming in that back door with a freaking animal, <laughs> I'm going to notice it. Or if there's more people in the room that have checked in, I'm going to notice it. They, I don't, they didn't check you. They didn't check, well, they are. You know,
0: and another thing that's funny, and, and I'm, I don't have the best eyes in the world, but we have signs that hang right there that say "No Firearms Allowed," and I'll get somebody walk right on by me, and I can see it's tucked under their jacket on their hip, and I'm thinking, man, people can't read. <laughs> it all went wrong. I'm really thinking hotel employee. i definitely. That's a really good point, Scott.
1: Right. Hey, Claire. I'm sorry to hear that, Claire.
0: Oh.
1: It happens.
0: Welcome back, Freaky.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, sorry, guys.
0: (laughs) Did did you solve the case? Well, we got some good theories.
1: (laughs) The case has not been solved, Freaky, because you were not here.
0: We couldn't solve it without you.
1: No, but I mean, you know, it's just very, very weird. I don't know. I guess. Yes, I do, Nicole. I'm very strict when it comes to my work. (laughs) I tell a shadow person all the time that they need to pay rent. They never listen to me, though. (laughs) <laughs> you're a lot smarter than you give yourself credit for right or you're very sly about it <laughs> you know, I'm about ready for bed I know, I know you are but yeah I mean it's, it's very crazy to me very crazy
0: Oh, fun fact for my night last night there was supposed to be five of us working the overnight shift, and only two of us showed up. And we're the two oldest guys on the crew. <laughs> Why did you do that?
1: Oh, sorry. Because I figured we were ending the stream, so.
0: Well, I don't need them to see the bags under my eyes.
1: Oh my god! Here we go. He became a diva.
0: No, I'm tired.
1: But yeah, I mean shame on you. You can't add text with a picture. Have a nice kiss. I'm confused. <laughs> oh Give <laughs> of the mooner. <laughs> since over there mooning us. No, but I mean it was just it's very weird. I, I wish the poor the poor boy in the box like you know that was crazy and the whole shark bait shark bite theory yeah I definitely think she was murdered before she was thrown into the water definitely I mean I my theory is is they murdered her on the beach threw over the cliff and then drug her into the water. if you know what I mean they found her on the beach not in the water well she was washed out from the water. No. I'm sure it's not a poor box with a boy in it? No. Freaky geek. I mean, it could be, but no. But it is weird. It is weird that the same blanket he was, you know, other than that. Oh, I thought you were going to sneeze. No. Other than that, M coming forward saying her mother, this, this boy. <laughs> it's weird that the, that foster home did have the same blankets.
0: And had the same bassinet.
1: And had the same bassinet. The boy, that's just weird. No, freaky geek. I do not believe there was.
0: No, there wasn't.
1: Shark bait. Who?
0: <laughs> All right.
1: My my thing didn't want to.
0: Your thing never wants to.
1: I know. <laughs> no, my cursor wouldn't. Move over to the screen. (laughs) Hey, guys, you know what time it is before before (laughs) it decides to kick me out. I can't even copy this freaking thing.
0: Thank you, Heather.
1: Thank you, Heather.
0: All right. This is where I tell you guys fist bumps, hugs, stay safe, stay strong. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
1: Head on over here to get the lemons. I was going to say, it didn't tell me how much I had in there. Pieces. Sorry, guys. I can only add so much because I only have so much lemons. Payday. Sleep well but not in one Eddie. <laughs> what <laughs> lassie? Eddie fell down a well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope your internet gets fixed too. Guys, thank you so much for coming coming in and hanging out with us today. I really appreciate
0: the new Hopefully. people that jumped in. Yes,
1: the new people. Welcome, welcome. I hope you enjoyed your stay. Sorry it was a little crazy today. The electronics is not working right. Well, actually, YouTube a Restream isn't working right, one of the two. I don't know what the hell it is wrong with it. Um, But thank you guys so much for coming in. Let me get these lemons ready, guys. I'm pressing the button now. I lied. It hasn't popped up yet. <laughs> All right, distributing rewards. There you go. I pressed the button 20 seconds, guys. If it doesn't pop up, hit the chest. I have just. Lamont.
0: Yeah, I'll probably just nap for a couple hours and be back up chasing people's streams around.
1: That's true, Freaky Geek. It is just about every day that we have problems. Oh, Scoop!
0: <laughs> no, Scoop just got here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're going a little bit early. Eddie's tired. And
0: no, no, hold on. Bullshit. You ran out of stories. I did. I did. I
1: actually <laughs> finished all my stories, guys. That's got to be something. All right. Patrick. Patrick got 32.0 lemons. Heather got 18.8. Freaky Geek got 13.8. Sid got 11.2. And Eli got 9.5. Good job, guys. Thank you so much, Blue, for the ice cream. I don't know if anybody else got any lemons. I don't know.
0: D-Life rose up. so.
1: Oh, D-Life rose yeah. up for you. No, it didn't. It's still going.
0: Well, now it is because the the ice cream never showed up.
1: <laughs> Patrick, at least you got some of the lemons out of it. All right, guys. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And always remember, find something today that makes you smile with your eyes. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here, and see you tomorrow for What If Wednesdays. We got some shit to talk about.
0: I'll be stalking you all later.